Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for October 24th, 2006. I'm your host, Pete Werner, and as always, joined by our Orlando team, including Bob Varley, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This week, we're going to tell you about the most popular news stories on the Diz. Kevin Close will also tell you what he thought of Planet Hollywood in this week's restaurant review. Corey Martin is going to give us some uh, updates on the Diz. And also, in the first of a multi-part series, we're going to talk about Disney Cruise Line's Mediterranean sailings with a very special guest who spent eight years traveling the world with rock legend Elton John. All that plus this week's clue for the Diz Unplugged scavenger hunt on this edition of The Roundtable. Now, our third most popular news story this week on the Diz was from West 2 News in Orlando and was about a man whose throat was slashed at Jungle Jim's Restaurant, which is just across the street from the main entrance to Disney near Hotel Plaza Boulevard on uh, 535 on Apopka Vineland. Uh, 25-year-old Corey Swift of Kissimmee was in stable condition after the attack, and he is expected to recover, and it appears that the attack stemmed from an argument about rival gang colors being worn by the victim. Apparently, Jungle Jim's has become a popular hangout on Monday nights. Well, According you know, to the story, he's become a popular hangout on Monday nights for gang members. And uh, 19-year-old John Feliciano of Kissimmee was arrested after initially fleeing the scene, and he now faces charges of attempted murder. Um, I'm really shocked. I mean, Jungle Jim's is a family restaurant. I mean, that's what. It, how did that turn into a gang hangout? Well, it's been, uh, it's uh, even college program. Monday nights is the big college program night. They have, like, cheap beer and stuff like that. Okay, but still, how does that go from college program to game? Oh, maybe, maybe cheap beer. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason. But apparently Monday night's not a good night to hang out at Jungle Gyms. Uh, gangs? Um, apparently, you know, if you're not wearing the right colors or you're wearing rival colors, you'll get your throat slashed. So people might want to think about skipping Jungle Gyms on their... Uh, Dining repertoire for their visit to, for, to to Disney right now. Do we have a list of the appropriate colors? Because you know, I have a very flamboyant wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, my my wardrobe is a little is a little flexible as well. So uh, now the second most popular news story this week: uh, the unofficial announcement that Disney Vacation Club will add 456 timeshare units to the Animal Kingdom Lodge by 2009. This was something that was reported earlier by our very own Kevin Close. Now, 134 of those units will be on the 5th and 6th floors of Animal Kingdom Lodge, which are currently utilized for concierge guests. And I'm wondering what they're going to do there. If they're replacing concierge completely, or are they... I haven't heard what they're going to do with concierge. I was surprised, too, to find that they're going to take those rooms away, because I know those are very popular rooms. Yeah, they're very concierge popular Concierge is, is hard to book. So it is. It is. I mean, generally, Animal Kingdom Lodge is easy to book, but the concierge rooms there are very difficult. To by get. difficult, I, yeah. By difficult, I mean availability-wise, right. they're very popular. Plus, they do that whole um, morning uh, concierge morning safari thing, which is part of booking a concierge room. Yeah, so. I think that's a big draw for them too. Now, uh, Disney plans to expand the savannas around the property so that all of the vacation club rooms get a great view of of those the ostrich. Uh, of the ostrich. <laughs> the remodeled rooms located in the lodge are scheduled to be completed in 2007, and the new building containing the remaining 322 units is scheduled to be completed by 2009. Now, if you're not familiar with Disney Vacation Club, this is uh, Disney's response to Timeshare. 
and it's very, very popular. Uh, there's a number of uh, locations on Disney property that are currently considered DVC resorts, which means you can actually buy into those resorts. Old Key West, Boardwalk, Beach Club Villas, uh, Saratoga Springs. Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge Villas, and now Animal Kingdom. It's been a real popular thing. We know also that they're going to be... We've heard rumors, let me put it to you this way, that they're going to be building a DVC resort out in Anaheim for Disneyland as well. Currently on the location of the cast parking lot, if I'm not mistaken, is where they're planning to put that. Out there, they seem to have this thing about building stuff on parking lots. (laughs) California Adventure was built on uh, Disneyland's old parking lot. And now, uh, so there's no parking lot safe in Anaheim, apparently. That's because there's no... There's no room, apparently. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the most popular story on the Diz this week, the upcoming debut of the Mickey Mouse Penthouse at the Disneyland Resort on December 1st. Now, uh, every day Disney is going to select a lucky family at random to spend a night in a 1,600-square-foot penthouse located atop the Disneyland Hotel. This is all part of the Year of a Million Dreams promotion. They're also going to be giving away uh, a one-night stay in Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World as part of this. So... Now, the suite in Anaheim features floor-to-ceiling glass windows that provide a of the resort. includes a living room, kitchen, dining room, two bedrooms, and two-and-a-half baths, as well as apparently a, a, an animated Mickey, Mickey Mouse mirror in the foyer that welcomes guests with a personal message as they, as they come in. So. Wow. So some, and it, that's just the, part of the, the beginning of it. They, they get that. They also get to be Grand Marshals in the parade that day. They get a special dinner at the Blue Bayou. Over in Pirates of the Caribbean, they get to ride certain rides, and there's all sorts of special things that Disney's cool. Disney's doing for them. Now, guests are selected randomly each day early in the afternoon and are awarded the prize at that time. And if you enter online, you will receive a prize of equal value. I guess they can't put you in the penthouse, but they do something else for you if you enter online and win. So to enter, you, to enter online, you go to DisneyParks.com. We're going to include a link to that in the show notes this week. And of course, of course, you could just show up at the parks because they pick people at random from uh, any of the parks. Now. now, there was just one odd thing about this that I, I was taking a look at the rules and conditions that Disneyland has to win the penthouse, and they have this really odd clause that I have never seen before. And I'm hoping that anybody listening can email or call in and tell us what the heck this is about. But for residents of Canada... A mathematical answer. skill testing question must be correctly answered to win any prize. You got to do a. You got to answer a math test. Well, it's because people from Canada are really smart, and they have to prove it before they can win a prize. Okay. No, that's. Not I'm the guessing reason. that's not the reason. <laughs> the reason is not the people from Canada aren't smart, but this a? is considered a lottery, and lotteries are illegal in Canada. Oh. So if they answer the math question, it's a knowledge. It becomes, a, it becomes a contest as opposed to So what do they do? Giveaway. Ask them what is three plus four? Pretty much. And if they can answer that question. <laughs> so, all right, if you're illiterate and from Canada, do not, do, not take the, uh, do not take the bait if Disney offers you a prize. Or bring a protractor, a compass, and a calculator. Scientific right calculator, there. yeah. Exactly, just in case. Really? SAT test. Name the children <laughs> of the man who invented Teflon. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Well, that'll do it for the news this week. And uh, next up, we have Corey Martin, who's got some uh, updates on the Diz to tell us about. Corey, what do you got? A few updates, a few upcoming events. Um, ESPN The Weekend returns to MGM Studios March 2nd through the 4th, 2007. For those who don't know, this event features a lineup of ESPN sports personalities. 
Uh, just want to let you know about that. Upcoming events, the 31st Annual Festival of the Masters will be taking place November 10th through the 12th. That's always a great, uh, it is a great event. It really is. And Festival of the Masters, for those who don't know, is a, a lot of uh, artists, local artists and other artists that display their work all over downtown Disney West Side. It's uh, really quite a, it's very, very cool. It's a great art festival. Yeah, it's a really neat stuff. It's Disney's a juried art show. There's prizes involved and things oh, like okay. that. So Unless great. you're Canadian, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there. Uh, taking place the same weekend, uh, ABC Super Soap week, Weekend, November 11th and the 12th, hosted at MGM Studios. Um, this features appearances by stars of the ABC family and daytime dramas. Susan Lucci's coming. Susan, well, you know. Rosie O'Donnell. Ro- you. Yeah, if you really feel like being scared by a bull dyke, uh, show up to watch Rosie O'Donnell. Susan oh, Lucci geez. is not a bull dyke. Really? I no, met them both. No, I'm talking Rosie O'Donnell. Oh. Um, I'm talking Rosie O'Donnell. Um, that, I, well, you know, it's funny because on The View now she's back to being Miss Happy Sweet Rosie. But, you know, that's an act. That's an act. You know she has a contract that she can't cut her hair. Oh, I don't. Well, of course, I, I wouldn't blame them. She's frightening with her hair short. She's I mean, frightening she look, without makeup on, too. Trust well, me. Well, she's frightening in general. She's frightening in general. Corey, we just had an update on the hours for the. Uh, well, hold on, hold on so a second, Kevin. You met her a few times. What and, did you What did you think of her? And her brother, Danny O'Donnell, aka Hi, I'm Danny O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell's brother, Danny O'Donnell. Is that how he introduces <laughs> himself? Exactly how he introduces himself every single time I met Danny. Hi, I'm Danny O'Donnell, brother of Rosie O'Donnell. You know, it so kind that's of how it was. It kind of dawns on me that I haven't actually introduced Kevin so far in this show. There's a voice here that people don't know. So uh, that that voice you're hearing is uh, is my best friend, Kevin Gilburn, who's uh, joined us at the roundtable who is uh, going to talk to us a little bit later on about some of his experiences in in Europe. And, and I'll go into it more later, but Kevin used to work for Elton John, and that is why mm-hmm. Kevin met Rosie O'Donnell and her brother, Danny O'Donnell, Danny Rosie's O'Donnell, brother. A.K.A. <laughs> <laughs> now, but what was she like? Um, she's always scared. I've always thought she was, she's, she was a phony. Uh, she's, uh, she's very abrupt. You know, she behind. I mean, what can I say here? You know what I mean. You can say whatever I, you want. I, she's very abrupt. I was never, you know, we were never in, uh, never overly impressed with her. Yeah. To be very honest with you, what you, you saw. Did you get free tickets to Taboo? What's that? Did you get free tickets to Taboo? No, Taboo <laughs> wasn't even around the the times that I I. Uh, when he was working for Elton, yeah, Taboo hadn't hadn't opened yet. But she would. She insisted for some ungodly reason coming into the green room before because we would did when she had the show on. He would do her show. Um, he did her show a number of times, and she insisted for some reason walking into that green room without a stitch of makeup on and just makes that forehead look even bigger. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and bash the woman, but she, you know, anymore? I was never blown away. Hmm? Anymore? Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or less. <laughs> Uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Corey, what else? Well, you know, um, Thanksgiving's a month from today. Um, if you're spending Thanksgiving at Disney, there are about 35 different restaurants throughout property you can choose from. Um, I'd book them now. If not, Pete volunteered that everybody can come to his house and have oh, Thanksgiving yeah. dinner. Oh, not after last year. <laughs> oh, he makes great cranberry sauce, though. You oh, make that oh I think I make a great Thanksgiving dinner in general. Thank you very much. <laughs> I've had not quite a number cr- of them with you, but your cranberry not. sauce, I hear about this cranberry sauce. You've had my, my life. You have had my cranberry sauce. It's delicious. Of course it is. Kevin. My whole Thanksgiving dinner is delicious. 
Pete makes really good chilled water. <laughs> like, what else? Left-handed comment that was. How about that was? Oh, yeah. Also, the uh, the Funai Classic was this uh, this past weekend. Can anybody guess what the, the first prize was? The amount? The Funai Classic, for those who don't know, is the uh, PGA golf tournament taking, that takes place at, at Walt Disney World. I have oh, no first idea. First prize wa- winner? The first prize winner. I think it was around $895,000, somewhere in that area. $828,000. That's a small. That's a small purse in the PGA Tour. Did, did Is Tiger it really? Yeah. I know, I'm, not them, a, I'm not a golf. A lot of them go over a million dollars. Now, was Tiger place. there? No. Was Tiger pl- He passed. He passed. For the, second the guy year. who won his name was uh, he jo- tried? Joe Durant. No, he, no, he didn't <laughs> die. He passed on Oh, it. he passed on. Oh, I'm, yeah, All right. That tells you how much I pay attention. Well, you know, you know if you came in 74th place, you walked out with $8,832. 74th Is that where you came in? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was me. 74th place. <laughs> the caddy came in 74th place. Really? Oh, there were also a few updates, price changes in the recreation area. The um, the Magic Kingdom Wishes fireworks cruises increased about $25. They're now the basic plan, which is on a 21-foot 20, tracker pontoon, $225 plus tax. Premium cruise is $275 plus tax, and that's for a 25-foot pontoon. And those are the uh, fireworks uh, the cruises that go out for the Magic Kingdom. The Wishes, yeah. Now, those are great. Those are absolutely a terrific thing to do, especially if you've got a bunch of people and you get your family in town. But that's a big jump in price, 25 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, still worth it. Yeah. Still worth it. I mean, those are, that's great to watch the fireworks from one well, of those it's cruises. It's nothing like sitting I out think on the Ep- lake. I think Epcot, though, is better. I think the fireworks cruises for Epcot for illuminations. Yeah, I, yeah, I did they, that with Regina and They have such a limited family. space. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. They have such a limited space over there, though. You know, they're all packed in over on the corner. Yeah. Well, that's about it. I mean, we have a... We have some other stuff on the site, but I'm not going to go through the whole list of updates. Okay, but cool. those, are, those are the highlights. Great. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Martin. You are welcome. All right. And with that, we are going to talk to Kevin Close about his review of Planet Hollywood over at Downtown Disney. Now, before Kevin gets started, I do want to make a little uh, little caveat here. We received an email about mm, about three months, three four months ago from someone at Planet Hollywood, I believe in their publicity or their marketing department, who was, I guess, complaining about the reviews, the user, the, the, the visitor reviews, the that are, reviews yeah. that are on on the Diz about this about this restaurant. Now, I should mention this has consistently been one of the worst reviewed restaurants on our site since it opened. For as long as I can remember, that has always gotten been one of the worst reviewed restaurants on property. And uh, this person, whoever it was, asked if what they could do to. I guess have us remove those reviews and that's not something that we do. So my response to that basically was to ask Kevin to go over there and do a regular review. Now I have not heard this review. I do not know what his review is, but I did want to make sure that before he started that I did mention that. So Kevin, how was it? I have the classic good news, bad news scenario. And the good news isn't all that great. The food was not bad. It was mediocre. The bad part of it is it's outrageously overpriced. Mm. The other the, the news doesn't get any better than that. The food was edible, I think would be the best thing I could say for it. We're talking about a concept whose time has come and gone. This was barely trendy when it first opened. And at this point in time, the restaurant inside looks like a dated mess. 
They're really? showing movie previews for movies that are 10 or 15 years old. The video loops that they're showing on those giant screens have been played so many times, they're barely visible. The music is current. Christina Aguilera screamed her way through our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but the movies they're showing, I mean, like, we, there, were, there were posters for Kramer versus Kramer in there um the the first that's mid 70s yeah the first artifact you see is julia roberts dress from pretty woman so there's not a lot of current it's not current in any way shape or form there were um three of us we took my mom with us who doesn't eat a whole lot she sort of went along to watch what happened we ordered two appetizers two entrees and two diet cokes and I have to tell you, the food is unbelievably overpriced. Uh, we ordered the famous, what used to be called the Captain Crunch chicken fingers. They were always so excited about the fact that they rolled their chicken fingers and crushed up Captain Crunch. Well, they don't call it that anymore. They call it sweetened cereal chicken fingers, which doesn't seem to have the same ring. I'm sure the Captain Crunch people have sort of put the end to that. We ordered uh, some zucchini fries. We ordered a Cobb salad and... Uh, John ordered, he decided to give a, a little deeper into the menu, and he ordered a ribeye steak with fries. We thought he was very brave. The ribeye steak was $23 Wow! for lunch. A Cobb salad was thirteen forty-five. Four of these chicken fingers were eight forty-five. dollars Oh. And so, I mean, we're paying top-of-the-line prices. I mean, we could have eaten in one of the nicest restaurants in Orlando for less money. And I understand for lunch in particular. For lunch. Yeah. Now I understand that we are in Disney World, so you're paying to eat in this location. However, there's nothing exciting about it. It is dated. It's very mid eighties. Uh on the table there are yellow oilcloth tablecloths. I don't know if you all know what that oilcloth is. My grandmother used to have one on her table and it's that thick rubbery plastic. And they came oh, yeah. and they came around with Windex bottles and like wiped it off. It, it was, it was just, it wasn't pleasant. Um, <laughs> we were at one of those tables where the end of the table snapped up to extend the table, and it didn't quite snap all the way. So we lifted up the edge of the tablecloth to see if we could adjust it, and it was just scary. It was the table was not clean. The entire restaurant didn't strike me as being clean. And I have a prop with me, something to show you. Okay. And I'm going to pass it around. And I realize that because this is a radio show, this doesn't mean anything to the people who are listening. But I'm hoping that the people who see it here will comment on it. At the end of the meal, they dropped this menu off on our table. The menu is a small dessert menu. Oh, my. It is stained and ripped in half. Looks like they found it in the puddle. It's, this it, looks like it's been through a washing machine. And that's what the restaurant looked like. I, I Again, I had a Cobb salad. The way I described it to the people I was eating with was it was like hospital cafeteria food. It was edible. It was overpriced. And I, all I kept thinking is I could have gone someplace nice for less money. Mm. So, it doesn't uh, compare to the Brown Derby's Cobb salad in the, in the least, right? Not, no. No, 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 no. No, this is processed cubed turkey. Maybe. Processed cubed cheese, iceberg lettuce, and a couple of people, a couple of pieces of raw bacon. 
at, at almost $14. You know, Kevin, at the Brown Derby has the Cobb salad. It's thirteen twenty-nine. Now I have to tell you, the Brown Derby's Cobb salad, that's a destination. We've actually sat at home and said, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like a Cobb salad from the Brown Derby. Let's go get a cup of soup and some salad. Yeah. I can honestly tell you that I, it's my opinion that unless they completely redo the inside of this and steam clean it and get away from the 1980s feel, I mean, the, finding Cindy Lauper in this restaurant and wanting to have fun would not be on. That's the look and feel of it. It's just very, very dated and very, very past its prime. Yeah. And let me just say this, too. We were sitting in there and the place was packed. And there are people waiting to be seated to eat. So you have this feeling that they don't really have to do it. They don't care because people are going to eat there anyway. It's not until people stop eating there that maybe they'll do something and they'll close this down and they'll rehab it. But Um, The other thing is the handicapped accessibility of this place is just pitiful. Really? There is an elevator. You don't have to go up that uh, outside escalator thing. But once you get inside... Your the seating is down three flights of stairs, and we again we had someone in a wheelchair, and they said, "Oh, no problem." They opened up what looked to be a dumb waiter. It was not painted on the inside; it was filthy, and that was supposed to take her down three flights of stairs. She offered to stay outside and wait. It, she wouldn't get in this thing that was scary, <sighs> and the amount of space it would it takes up. They, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be there. They could take that out and put in a switchback ramp, meaning down one level and then turn and go down another level, and it would be the same thing and make the whole thing handicapped accessible. They do take the Disney Dining Experience card, so they're willing to give you your discount on this. But uh, again, if people are taking my word for anything, go eat somewhere else. Yeah, Don't, don't waste your time or your energy or your money. Uh, you could spend... A third of what we spent for lunch and get a better meal at Golden Corral. And I'm not pushing Golden Corral, but you're getting Golden Corral food at Shula's prices. Well, there you have it. So if you want to email the man back and tell him that we've done this, I'm sure he's not going to be thrilled with what I've... We'll let the review review speak for for himself. (laughs) Tell him to go eat in his own restaurant. Exactly. See what, see what he gets. Exactly. Maybe the so, menu. A big thumbs down on Planet Hollywood from Kevin Close. Now, as many of you know, Disney is going to be doing a Mediterranean cruise next year that has already received quite a bit of attention and met with a, quite a bit of excitement. And uh, on the heels of our adventures by Disney reporting these past several weeks, uh, we received a few emails asking us to talk more about the Mediterranean cruise and some of the location locations that that will be going so i've brought in someone special to help my friend as i introduced before kevin gilburn uh kevin is among other things my best friend we've known each other for what is it now almost 20 years close to 20 years close to 20 years and in august of 1998 kevin got one of those phone calls that changes your changes your life i was privy to be in the room when it happened when you when he got the phone call would you like to come work for elton john and uh, as Elton's travel assistant, Kevin spent the better part of eight years traveling the world, getting to see people, places, and things that, well, most of us would not be able to imagine. So. But don't you remember, not to interrupt you, but six months before, I'd gotten, remember, I got offered the job and turned it down. And you thought, and then they had hired somebody else, and then he turned out to be a bit of an alcoholic. Now, you see, you'd never told me that part. I had, I had only Susan known. Susan called me six months before and asked me if I would consider doing this. And, I, and at that point... I don't know what was going on in my life, but I turned around and said, oh, absolutely not, never. 
<laughs> and they went and hired somebody else who turned out to be not the best not the best person for the job. No, it was pretty much like a crackhead alcoholic who couldn't quite carry <laughs> off the job. <laughs> so they yeah, so that's when they when I was down here and they called back. Well, welcome to the round table, Kevin. We're glad that you're here. Thanks. It's great to be here. And I thought Kevin would be able to provide a uh, a perspective as we talk about some of the spots uh, throughout Europe where not just uh, Disney Cruise Line is going, but some of the other places Adventures by Disney will be traveling to, that Kevin could pr- pr- provide a perspective that not too many of us have. First of all, he's been to a lot of these places more times than he can count. Uh, how many times to London? Oh, God. What did I tell you the other day? I tried, was, uh, Oh, like, it was ridiculous. Like and yeah, it was like a hundred and some odd trips. Forty-five times, <laughs> something uh, like that. And and all over the world, he's been everywhere. He's been um, he's been to Russia. You've been to the Middle East. Been to India. Been to India. Been, been to Australia. To Africa. Been, to he's been all over the world with Elton. Place. So he's got he's got a very different perspective on some of these places. And what I wanted to talk about today was the port of Villefranche, which is in uh, in, in Nice, and this is a stop on both the uh, ten and eleven night Mediterranean cruises. And the reason I picked Villefranche is because I think of. Uh, all the places in Europe that Kevin's been, that was probably one of the more popular stops for him. He was there quite a bit. And Why, why were you there so much? Why Villefranche? Well, because Elton has a home in Nice, uh, uh, right above Nice. In, in, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, like a little hamlet almost called uh, Montel- Montalban. They're all connected, really. It's really Nice. You know, there's, there's Nice, and then you go up into the mountains, which is Villefranche, and then higher up into the mountains where his house was. Which is uh, which was Mantelbon. So that's where we spent our summers. That's where we stayed, and I stayed in Villefranche, and, and every summer that I worked for. Him. And each, how many, how 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 much time a year would you spend in Villefranche? Um, well, in the summertime, that usually kicked off sometime around mid to to the end of May, and uh, through the end of July, and sometimes I would stay longer and have a little vacation into August. Now, this is when the Mediterranean cruises are going to be there, is in the summer. What's the, the weather like in the summer? Absolutely beautiful. Really? I honestly cannot remember a lousy, rainy day. Really? Yeah, I really can't. In, in Nice itself, it reminds me of the Amalfi Coast in, in Italy. It's, all, it's the mountains that just kind of sweep into the ocean. That's okay. how it ends. And, and it's, it's all um, tiered apartments and homes that are built into the side of these hills and it's it's uh, and homes for who who lives in oh, a lo- there's a lot of um there's a lot of celebrities that live up there um um tommy toon has a home up there big queen uh okay and uh <laughs> and um, was it a secret <laughs> yeah really I think it was a secret. <laughs> and of course elton has his place up there tina turner's place is is up there it's a it's a huge vacation spot, right? Especially in, now, there's another area that extends out from Nice, and it's called um, Cap Ferrat. And there's the Hotel du Cap, which is probably one of the most exquisite places I've ever seen in my life. I've never taken a tram from the top. From, from you have to take a tram from the hotel down the side of the mountain that they've built in down to the beach. It's built at the highest peak, and then you have to you have to take like this glassed-in bubble, more or less down to uh, d- if you want to go to the beach and there's a wonderful place where you can have lunch down there it's it, uh bill gates has a home right there um, so this is big money oh this is big money yeah it's great i mean i've got in this restaurant in the hotel i've seen um you know antonio banderas and, and melanie griffith having lunch and and it's where they all go you know it's their hangout 
when, when someone gets into port in Villefranche, what's around that area? If they just want, if they didn't want to do a shore excursion, they just wanted to walk around. What's what's within walking distance of the port in Villefranche? There's a lot of wonderful things that they can do. There's a lot of things that they can do, and and as I remember it, there's a ton of restaurants, a ton of cafes, outdoor cafe restaurants for you to to eat or just have a you know a coffee or a drink or you know whatever you want. There's a lot of vendors um, selling um, their I don't know what you would even call it. They're very big down there. On these floral pattern, icky looking potholders and matching pocketbooks, Chachkas. things, and I could never quite understand what potholders with matching potholders <laughs> with matching. That's what I would always. They're like potholders with matching pocketbooks, or pocketbooks with matching potholders. Maybe they're a crockpot. Uh, <laughs> you wear it around your neck. I mean, I, I, they have some some of the oddest little chachkas I've ever seen in my life. But there is some uh, pottery and, th- and and things like that. And there's on the weekends during the summer in Villefranche, there's always uh, some kind of little festival going on, and there's always a little market fair that they set up so people can you know, and they do it. I'm sure strictly for the tourists, you know, so oh, the tourists come in off the, the cruise ships, and they can just you know. I'm fascinated by the potholder pocketbook. Pot, yeah, pot so hold- I. I, I wanna... They're not just pot, they're potholder pocketbook. They they they're all. Are you talking about but pocketbooks the that are? What's the connection between I, the potholder and the every, pocketbook? F- every freaking time I've seen these things. Are you talking about quilted bags? They're quilted bags with. They're not really potholders, are they? With matching potholders. Are they mittens? With matching mittens, <laughs> with matching tablecloths, with matching cloth napkins. You could buy the entire set. You could outfit yourself in a house dress, pocketbook, <laughs> potholders, and you the name pot it. Potholders, yeah, that's And I would me. look at this stuff and think, who in the name of Jesus would like put this stuff on? This is like stuff you bought your grandmother when you were in third grade for Christmas. And you know, like the Jean Nate. <laughs> I it was just I never understood it, but apparently okay, now it's, we have to go on a Mediterranean cruise. Now it's the local. It I seems to be the local. Po- I do not have any matching potholders <laughs> and pocket uh, minor pocket blue books. cherry cloth. <laughs> I, I really need. Now you talk about the, uh, but there's no souvenir shops. Is what I was really. So they, they they come and they set up all these you know, the little. It's like a little flea market that you can shop. It, it and, sounds like when you get off the, the cruise at uh, some of the stops in the Caribbean, right? But it's not. But these wares. not these are not like. Um, permanent places they're just tables yeah. set up yeah. and things yeah. like that you know they were all over italy also whenever you were in i mean in saint mark square there were rolling carts mm-hmm. that would roll out and they would sell all the the trinkets and mm-hmm. things like but that. but there's also not a lot of things like that i, I love to shop i like to buy little i things. never once saw potholders i never once uh, now anything you talked about some of the street side cafes and things like that what's the price of food when you go into one of these cafes how, how expensive well, is it it, it, like anything, it varies. You know, um, I, I remember uh, one of my favorite places was right down there by the port, and it's called the Afri- African Queen, and it's actually priced pretty. Uh, it's pretty reasonable. They, like salad nichois, all kind of salads, and you can get like sandwiches and, and hamburgers and, and things like that there. And I would go there all the time because it was very reasonably priced. And it's, well, define reasonably priced for me. What did, well, it, what did the lunch mean, cost you? I mean, you know, probably twenty bucks, you know, the equivalent of twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty five dollars. What about the restaurant where Melanie Griffith ate? Oh, that that that's. Uh, I would get food sometimes for Elton from there. If the chef wasn't around to cook it at the house, I would go to uh, the cafe at the Hotel du Cap and pick up um, sandwiches and salads and, and things. 
like that for him there and it was it was astronomical i mean you know lunch could be like two thousand dollars you know but i was getting also food for five and six different people so and you were also probably getting like uh you know some of the incredible the best stuff yeah, yeah. down what, in the cell what are the things in in that area that you enjoyed seeing when you were there if um, you had time some downtime and you wanted to go do some sightseeing what were the things that made the biggest impression on you um, I loved going into Monaco, just driving through Monaco. And how far is Monaco from? Ten minutes, fifteen. So, minutes. It, so literally, you could drive. You could you could rent a car and drive to Monaco. Well, renting a car—that's a whole other. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to rent a car um, if you're there for the day. It, driving can be uh, it can be pretty treacherous there. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, suggest that anybody rents a car. Well, uh, I guess there are taxis there. Then that, will there, are there taxis uh, there that'll take there's you. There's taxis to... there. I'm sure there's there's tour groups and tour buses that uh, I'm sure that the the cruise line will set up for the people to uh, to go into Monaco so, to go wherever they want to go. Now, I, when I when I think of Monaco, I'm thinking of things like you know, James Bond 007, the French Riviera. Mm-hmm. What is it in real life? I mean, does it compare to that, or is it pretty much? It's a playground for the rich and famous. It's 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 a playground for the wealth. I, I think I was telling you, uh, the, the one and only time I I went, uh, he had gone. My boss had gone into uh, had a thing to do at a casino there, and we had gone in with him to the casino. And and I think the uh, the lowest bet that you could even begin with was like the equivalent of ten thousand dollars. Oh my! And God. you could off. You know they. You know things. I complain. Were, I complain at a twenty five dollar minimum table. Things were. Uh, you know things were. Um, we, we we would get a drink. It didn't matter what you ordered to drink in this casino, whether it was the best scotch they had on the shelf or a bottle of water. Everything was $100. $100? $100 for a Diet Coke, $100 for a bottle of water, $100 for a bottle of beer, $100 for a, a vodka and tonic. Whatever it was you were drinking, every drink that you ordered was $100. Um, That's insane. Well, it, it also people were running around in ball gowns and tuxes. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. So it is very much that kind of James oh, Bondish sure, yeah. elegance yeah. and big time, big time. That's that's you know the super wealth. The super wealthy live there. Now, is Monaco worth going to oh, if you don't if you don't have a hundred dollars for a cocktail? Sure, because just even walking the streets of Monaco is 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 absolutely. Stunning. Is there a Seven Eleven where someone can get a Slurpee or something for less than a hundred? Mm, <laughs> I didn't see any Seven Elevens there, but I'm sure there are some places there, but not a whole lot. You'd be very surprised. It's a very wealthy little principality. Yeah. You know, it really is. The beaches, um, the beaches there. You, the beaches are the beaches are um, very crowded. They're very small. They're very rocky. They're not. There's. They're not really. Um, they're not, there's really no sand beaches there. Are they all nude? Okay, well, here's... here's oh, yeah, I want to hear Here's this. this one. I, my very first time in Nice, the hotel that I was staying at, uh, that they had put me up in, um, it was my first summer there. And I had gone to the... I decided I had a couple of days off. I wanted to go to the beach. The hotel owned, you know, some beachfront property. So it was, it, it's a real hassle if you don't if you're not staying someplace to go on the public beaches cause they're so crowded and whatever. So we went to I went to the beach by myself. I got a mat. You have to get a mat and water shoes because if you don't get a mat and water shoes, you're going to slice yourself up. It, mm-hmm. It's that you you just can't walk on. It's, it's all a, it's that it's rocky. All rocky. So I go to the beach and um, I lay down my mat. 
take off my shirt, put on my suntan lotion, and I notice there's uh, two girls. Um, I'm laying on my stomach, and they're actually almost facing me a little to the left. And they actually ended up being from Boston. They were very sweet. We started to talk. And I noticed that there must have been people sitting in front of me. But they must have been in the water or gone to get something to eat or drink. I don't know where they were. So I'm laying there, you know, chin resting on my two hands, thinking, wow, I'm on the French Riviera. This is unbelievable. And there are a few topless women running around. And with that, I see them coming out of the water. It's a, it's a, what turned out to be a very German family, a mother, a father, and their two kids. Very, very big German family. I swear to God, the kid couldn't have been 13 years old. He looked like he was about six foot 12. I mean, <laughs> that would make you seven foot. They, and they, <laughs> is that metric? <laughs> they, they were huge. That's in Euros. They were the hugest people I have ever seen. I was just looking, and I looked over Height-wise, at the girls right? from Boston, and the girls from Boston are just looking at them going, they are just the biggest people I've ever seen in my life. And, True European fashion, they decide it's lunchtime, so what do you do on a beach in France? You get changed. And there I am, chin on my hands, (laughs) the entire family in 2.3 seconds is butt naked with their backs to me, bending over, Uh. picking up clothes, (laughs) picking up. I am seeing things that I... Wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So you saw uh, the moonrise on the French Riviera. I saw the moonrise wow. on the French Riviera. It was, and the girls from Boston just saw the look on my face, and they obviously, you know, they're used to this. Uh, yeah, I guess at that point they're laughing because I'm like typical American. I was, I was mortified. I was gonna pack my stuff up, and this is disgusting. I mean, the father for some reason just insisted on bending over in front. Of me. <laughs> I'm like, you know, yelling at the whole time in German. He was just being friendly. <laughs> he was being friendly. And if you can just visualize what I was staring at as he's bending over, I'm like, could you put some pants on, man? <laughs> How do you Hosen. say that in German? <laughs> ich bin ein Lederhosen. <laughs> ich bin ein Lederhosen. <laughs> but, that was, but the thing that, that struck me so funny, I was like, I could never imagine... You know, could you, any one of us at this table imagine going to the beach with our mother and father and them stripping down to nothing and toweling off? Okay, I need therapy just thinking about that. And, and, and dressing in their, you know, Sunday going to meeting clothes. I'm like, where the hell are you going? I, it was That was such a shock. Um, and, and this father, I don't know if he sensed my uncomfortability. I swear to God. Franz was getting off. I'm <laughs> bending over in front of me because it was like it was like watching a pendulum pendulum swing. Could you cover that up, please? Yeah, yeah. Dear God, help me! It was it was unbelievable. Oh. So, so people should expect to uh, that that you might see anything on leave, a beach. Leave, 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 leave the American thing that we all have about modesty at home, or don't go to the beach because you're going to feel very out of place. Because Europeans, God bless them, don't give a flying, uh, you know what, <laughs> <laughs> what shape they're in or how out of shape they are. Those clothes come off. Love it. Don't love it. Look, don't look. They're going to do it. So, well, you know, it kind of it kind of brings up an interesting point, and that and that's the uh, the culture difference between culture difference. You know, those of us who 
born, raised, and lived our entire lives here in the United States. And then when we go to some of these other places... Well, the things that we were raised to be shamed, <laughs> that we were shamed with, they're not. Right. And it, it's just the body is, you know... Wonderful, beautiful, natural thing, and you know it's to be shared apparently with <laughs> anybody who is within a five mile radius of you. Um, One of the things we found was the culture differences, and you have to realize that you're the visitor, that you're the outsider. It, we're used to being the get the host. We're used to people coming to, especially us, us who live in Florida. We accept the world as you know. You run into everybody, but you kind of expect them to conform to American standards. We would find that shocking here in the United States for someone to do that, if not against the law. Right. However, when we go abroad, I I found myself looking for other people to conform. And it took me a while to realize that other people aren't going to conform to my cultural standards. It's my job. So now, what else? What else is around Villefranche that might be of interest to people who are going to be going there? (laughs) Keeping in mind they have a day, probably a day to spend there. Right. What's a you know what, what's a good what, what are some good, other good things to see? Um, they can go down into um, they can go into into Nice into the uh, now into the shopping district, um, which is pretty much I, I don't know how to explain it other than it's the entire downtown area of of Nice right off the beach, and there are now there are tons of shops and restaurants um, and places that you can really find some really neat. Neat things to bring home. How nice expensive? Um, it it varies. You know, Peter. It's it's Europe. It's it's expensive. It's not. You know, yeah, Europe's not cheap for Americans right now. It's really not, and I really have no other way to put that. I mean, I'm sure you find a few bargains here and there, but uh, they're not they're not cheap. Now, I would go into you know, I would go deeper, as I said, into the woods when I worked for him because I would have to find. You know, the grocery stores and the malls and the stores that were the local shopped and, and, and those things, um, which I would go deeper into the city of Nice and find the places that most tourists wouldn't go to, you know, where I would find things that were, were pretty reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. But I think um, people who are traveling, especially if you're in, in some place for just for one day, you're not, or you might be a little frightened to get in a taxi and go pretty much out of what you kind of may deem your, your comfort zone. And to be honest with you, if you're really not familiar with, with the area, you really shouldn't. You should kind of stick to, stick to, to where you you're at. Exactly. Because um, as beautiful as it is and as wonderful as it is and as charming as it is, I've seen a few things over the years. Um, and especially, I don't know if I'm able to go here with this. You can go wherever uh, you uh, want. All right. this, the the safety to. issue, especially for women. Um, oh yeah. You know, you're on. You're in a port. You're you're you know on a wonderful cruise. You're on vacation, whatever. Um, and what's very big, especially in the south of France, and especially in Nice, um, and I witnessed it, and it's pretty frightening, is um, purse snatchings by guys on scooters and motorcycles who will really? come down, knock you. I, I I saw a woman knocked to her feet on the Promenade des Anglaises and dragged for about a block. Because she would not let go of her pocketbook. And these kids don't care. They want your money. They want your purse. They're going to rip it off your shoulder. Um, and it's always the women who are walking on the sidewalk closest to the street with the, sh- with the shoulder bag on the left side. So they'll come right up off the street and, and rip it off her or, or go to drag it. And most of the time they hang on to it. And this is what we watch with this poor woman. They, they dragged her. She was injured. She got hurt really, really bad. 
Um, wow. So they, you really have to be careful of that. You really have to know where you're going, um, know your surroundings, um, just be familiar. But this is a very big, um, this is a big problem they have down there in the summertime with the tourists, especially. This is a, this is the, like the number one way that they'll target somebody is with these drive-by um, purse snatchings, and people have been hurt and, and even worse. Wow. Um, well, that's a good tip, though. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Kevin, for uh, sharing your experiences in Villefranche with us. Like, as I said, this is uh, part one of a multi-part series. We're going to be uh, doing a few of these with Kevin in some different locations uh, over the next several weeks. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And that'll bring us to our scavenger hunt clue for this week. Now, for those who have not been following, we are giving away a four-night cruise on board the Disney Wonder. To win, you need to take the clues that we give each week and find the answers somewhere on our website. You can find the answers on disboards.com, wdwinfo.com, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, or on one of our previous podcasts. Keep track of the correct answers to our challenges each week. And after we give you the final clue on November 7th, you can send your responses to podcast at wdwinfo.com, and we will select one winner at random from all the correct answers we receive and announce the winner on 11-21, November 21st. Now, we have had some people send in some email with some questions on some of the challenges, and in fairness to everyone, we are not going to respond directly to any emails we receive. We can't give anybody a a leg up over anyone else, but we will take questions that we receive and answer them here. So there was one question on the first clue that we gave regarding the math that we asked you to do. And uh, all I can say is that if you do your math exactly as I described it in the challenge, you will come up with, you will definitely come up with the right answer. For instance, if we say take the number five, divide it by two, and then multiply it by six, you simply do it exactly in that order. Five times two divided by six. Now, also, in our dining challenge, there are menu items that we ask you to find that are located in more than one area of the site. And in some cases, the prices for those items are different, mainly because they're at different restaurants for different meals. There was uh, a salad, I believe, that we asked for that's a dinner item on, on one menu, a lunch item on another restaurant's menu. So we understand that there are some, uh, there are more than one, there is more than one place to find some of this information on our site. As long as you find the information on our site, and the information is correct to what is on our site, your uh, answer will be considered correct. So don't worry about that. If, there, if you find more than one answer, as long as you located it on our site, it will be considered a correct answer. And we are aware that there are multiple, multiple possibilities for some of them. That will not be the case with this week's challenge, though. This week we are going to ask you some questions about some of the Adventures by Disney discussions that we've had over the past few weeks. So starting off, here we go. First, tell us what is not included in an Adventures by Disney vacation. We want to know what is not included. Now, where and where are John and Kevin planning to take their next Adventures by Disney vacation? We know they were just in Italy, but they have talked in a previous episode about the next one they booked. And where are they going to go? Now, once you figure out where they're going to be going, what hotel will Kevin and John stay in on the first portion of their trip? I believe it'll be the first three days of their trip. I agree. Where will they be staying? What hotel will they be staying in? The name of the hotel is what we're looking for. 
And finally, how much did John and Kevin save by booking early? These are really starting to sound like bad SAT questions. Uh, how much did John and Kevin save by booking early? If Kevin is headed east <laughs> and John and is headed west, west. <laughs> both are doing 68 And they miles leave an on hour. Saturday at 6 p.m. How many oranges does John have in his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me make sure I read this fully. What size so. are his sneakers? <laughs> now, how much did Kevin and John save by booking early? And what is the cutoff date for the early booking discount? So I'm going to read those questions briefly again. What is not included in Adventures by Disney Vacation? Where are John and Kevin going on their next Adventures by Disney Vacation? What hotel will John and Kevin stay in during the first part of that trip? And how much did they save by booking early? And what is the cutoff date for the early booking discount on Adventures by Disney? Those are your clues this week, folks. Happy hunting. And can I add that if you'd like me to help you save the same amount on your adventure, you can contact me at abd at wdwinfo.com. Okay, that's great. And that's going to do it for us this week, folks. We really appreciate you listening. And we look forward to seeing you next Tuesday for the next edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion. You have a great week.